Welcome to the Noble Eight Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today a number of bits and pieces. I wanted to talk about a few things, um, some things more reflectively than others. It's been a while since my last podcast. I did put out a video and got a good response, and thanks to Bob Mottram in particular for posting the video on his blog. Because, yeah, I don't know, I'm trying to get a kind of mixed sense with regards to mixed media in the Ape Reality feed, particularly because there are folks who still have dial-up connections. But I want to put in a video occasionally, and probably a slightly shorter format video in the future, just to give some visuals occasionally. One of the things I'd probably like to visualise is the movement of the apes into being physical entities. I listened to an old Ape Reality, the first one from 2007, a couple of days ago, and I was talking about exactly this problem. Nearly three years on from that, I'm still approaching the idea of the apes in a physical form, which seems quite curious. However, well, I've done slightly more now than I had in 2007. But what's interesting about doing the physical form is that I'm exploring issues that I haven't really considered for a number of years in the development. The idea, for example, that walking requires not only some degree of physics and gravity, but also that momentum basically maintains our walking pace. And in exploring that, I've had to create a far higher resolution of the simulated environment for the apes to actually walk through. And I think this will probably be seen in versions of the simulation earlier than the actual walking apes. The other thing is with regards to the animation of the walking, and whether it's necessary initially to create a full animation of the apes walking, or whether it's acceptable to move the dots into this new high-resolution world, and then move the dots as if they are walking, which is kind of a, a stopgap before actually introducing true walking. And then give the ability for the dots possibly to hover or possibly show things like lying down, waking up, eating, but also the breadth of the environment, which isn't shown in the current visualisation at all. For example, I can start to render trees, bushes, these kind of things in the zoomed resolution. So these are all things that I'm considering currently in implementing through the simulation because I think there'll be a, an interesting kind of progress point more than anything as a way of showing, you know, this is moving in a particular direction as the apes pick up form along the way. And in parallel to this, I'm writing a couple of book chapters, which is always very curious because this development has taken slightly longer than I expected. So writing the chapters in parallel has taken the chapters slightly longer than I expected. But all being said, I think, I think I'm still maintaining a reasonable pace. And if you haven't heard Ape Realities in the recent months, it's probably because the spare time that I have available to develop Noble Ape has been pretty well focused on that. I have released an early YouTube clip with regards to the actual Noble Ape physical form. However, I think probably the next clip may be an animation or probably even an actual release of the simulation. I found now with Snow Leopard on the Mac that the previous version of the simulation doesn't work without downloading whatever it's called to make things like that download work. Which means that there is actually now a natural break, which could probably usher in the Cocoa implementation too. What else to talk about? Well, I turned 33 this month, and it's one of those kind of curious birthdays because I remember exactly where I was when I turned 23. I was in Vienna. In fact, I woke up in Berlin and went to sleep in Vienna and uh, had some sushi for dinner. I remember that. I remember the flight. It's one of these funny things where 
because it was such a special location, special transition, I also recorded a video clip of me singing happy birthday to myself, which is, the audio at least, has featured in an reality previously. Hopefully still one of the ones that are accessible. After ten years of, you know, transition, it strikes me as quite strange that here I am sitting in Las Vegas, Nevada in a house surrounded by cats and a wife, and this is really the the decade placement and you know a couple of chapters and probably what hundreds of hours worth of internet audio and probably a lot of software in between i do sense that uh, some progress has been made certainly the life experience that i've had in the past decade has been pretty good uh, in terms of you know ups and downs but all over probably a zero sum that's slightly higher than where i started from but, you know, this term movement of time and these kind of things just makes me reflect what will the Noble Ape simulation be like in 10 years' time? What will I be doing in 10 years' time from now? So it's just one of these funny transitions where, because I have such good memories of turning 23, turning 33 poses some other memories, which, uh, I don't know, not too bad, not too bad. My wife has been out of town for the past couple of weeks. She returned last weekend so I celebrated my birthday by myself and I contemplated recording myself singing happy birthday to myself once again in a kind of decade memory perhaps I decided against it in the end so aside from this noble ape related news I decided to start recording another podcast and I started the other podcast in the same format that biota live has rather than do the podcast on artificial life I've decided to do the podcast on model railroading, or whatever you'd call it outside the US model railways, perhaps. And I'm doing this particularly because there's been a gulf in uh, model railroad-related podcasts, which came up when I was interviewed more than two years ago now on Podcast 411. At the time, there was only one other podcast. Now there are two podcasts in the model railroading space, to use a probably much-laboured expression. And neither of these podcasts follow a similar principle to Ape Reality or really the broader podcasts that I listen to and support. One is subscription-driven and the other one is interesting in a kind of historical context but contains a lot of advertising. In fact, they both contain a certain amount of advertising. And my real concern with regards to advertising revenue or even subscription revenue podcasts is the quality of the information seems to fall off quite dramatically as opposed to what I've tried to do with Biota Live, which is maintain a, a general sense that information is actually an important part of the podcast and really optimising for information in some regard, even if it's just conversive information, is the way that I've done Biota Live. And the other really important thing with Biota Live is that anyone can call in. It's completely accessible. It's also something which is now maintained on the Internet Archive, so it'll kind of perpetuate forevermore. And I really like the format. I think it's done wonders for the artificial life community. I've received correspondence recently from artificial life developers who I look up to that have said exactly that, that the BioLive format has really maintained the community in a way that's completely removed from conferences. And I just felt that the monorail roading community really needed something like BioLive. Now, having said that, I got a relatively hostile reaction from one of the podcasts in the monorail roading community, the other one. I think, completely off my radar, uh, and I'm completely off their radar. But it made me realise that a lot of the things that I've taken for granted with podcasting, and particularly going back to the 2007 recording, 
just doesn't exist elsewhere. It's something which really I've I've created through the contacts that I've maintained and also people that respect what I do, which is a wonderful thing. So certainly with regards to these eight realities, they're t- completely different from Bayat Live and will be completely different from what is called Model Rail Radio. In this format, I'll have three podcasts which are very different. Obviously, there is... There's an overlap with regards to Ape Reality and Bio to Live, and there's an overlap with regards to Bio to Live and Model Rail Radio in terms of various formats and perspectives. But I think they're all working in different directions. And it'll be interesting to see how the third podcast is actually picked up. Because certainly the format that has worked with Bio to Live may not work in a Model Railroading context. However, all signs seem to point to the fact that it will. So this will take a little bit of my time. I've pretty well optimized the production and uh, recording component of Biota Live. My hope is that I can do a similar kind of optimization with Model Rail Radio to the point where it'll just take an um, additional couple of hours every other week and really give a lot more back in terms of uh, community correspondence and these kind of things, which to a certain extent Biota Live does, the ribs and flows. I hope to get another Noble Ape simulation release out in the near future. Sorry, I have a very large cat on my lap. So if you hear additional patting sounds, it's just the very large cat. Yes, I'll hopefully release an ape reality around the time that I actually launch the simulation, potentially with video and audio and various other things, just talking through the uh, new features of the release. It will probably contain another window with a higher resolution view into the noble apes reality. Uh, with the hope that uh, potentially walking apes and cats and other creatures will enter the simulation in the future. This is Tom Barbelay in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.